Hey, thanks for joining us here on The House Podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by this message. If you want to learn more about The House, check out our website at welcometothehouse.com or download The House app. We have been in this series called Brighter Days, and I want to get right into it so that we can hang out and have some fun because I, I feel like that's part of what we're doing today. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5 through five and 6, we even talked about this a little last week, but it says, keep your life free from the love of money. Be content with what you have. We spent all last Sunday opening that concept up, and it says, I will never leave you or forsake you. So we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what can man, come on, do to me. As we read this passage from Hebrews, we, you know what sticks out to me is, is verse 6. Verse 6, because there is so much faith and confidence in that sentence. I don't know about you, but I would just love to be, come on, that confident. How many kids are we going to have? Who are we going to marry? What is this job going to work out? Man, how many of you would just love to walk, come on, in just confidence and you just know? Well, in this verse, the writer is saying, here is what I know. And it's not just what I know, it's what we know. And come on, I wish there was some people here. Come on, we got any confident people where the Lord has brought you through something. Come on, I'm not, listen, listen, if you just got saved, praise God, and, and we're going we're gonna to help m- mature you and nurture you and, and, and have you meet the Holy Spirit, and we're going to have you walk through some discipleship, because here's the deal, sometimes it takes, takes a little bit of process. It's easy for young believers to come in and get excited about church. They got saved. They instantly feel a little bit lighter. Bondages are broken. All of a sudden, they're like, "Woo! this is awesome. This is great. But, but, but today, I'm not talking to those people. I'm talking to the ones who have confidently, come on, seen God work it out when all of a sudden you thought the ship is going down, but God showed up. Come on, you thought that your kid was lost, but all of a sudden, they begin to turn around. And it may have taken a couple years, but they came around. And now you're on the other side. Does that make sense? and you're looking back and going, you know what? I am confident of this. I don't know who it's going to be. I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I am confident of this. God will never leave me, and God will never forsake me. And do we have any confident people in the room today? Come on. Come on. Listen. It's a process. It's a process. We got some believers here that, that are young and coming into all that God has for you, and we love it. And then we got some mature believers that you've walked through some stuff. You know, <laughs> every one of your plans didn't exactly happen on your timetable. Does that make sense? There's been a little pain, been a little loss, been a little tears, been some things that you had to, come on, walk through. But here's what I'm telling you is that we believe brighter days are on the other side of overcoming offense. We believe brighter days are on the other side of not quitting. We believe brighter days are on the other side of walking through. And sometimes you got to walk through something that's not fun to get to life. You know, as we're in this series, I want you to know today that joy and true happiness is available, listen, for you. It's available for you. 
but it doesn't come cheap. It's not cheap. It's not cheap. See, joy is an act of our will. And learning what is true will help us take captive the wrong thoughts that steal our joy. And we all have the wrong thoughts. We can control our, our will. Our will. Our will is connected to our thoughts. God doesn't hold us responsible for our feelings, but our actions. Does that make sense? We got way too many people under it because they had the wrong feeling. Listen, feelings come and go. God doesn't hold you responsible for your feeling. Come on. He holds you responsible if you act on that feeling. Come on. Does this make sense? For us, it's not what we feel. It's what we will. It's what we will. And we talked about four truths to live in brighter days. And I'm not going to go re-preach the last four weeks. But, but if, this is, um, if you're curious about what we talked about, if this is kind of speaking to you, maybe you've kind of been under some anxiety. Maybe you've been under some stress. Maybe it, your life has been like hitting you. And you just need to kind of, okay, what is my biblical response to life's adversities? Then I would challenge you to go download our app and look at these. But here's the four things that we have been talking about. First, we spent a Sunday talking about that God will never leave you or forsake you and just understand understanding that concept that's the bedrock the second thing we talked about is seeing every day as an opportunity seeing today as an opportunity the last week we talked about focusing on what really matters way too many people are focusing on drama and hurt and pain but they're forgetting come on what really matters and today my assignment is and the fourth thing that we're going to finish up this series with is we've got to respond in faith We've got to respond in faith. There's a huge disconnect because our world is programming us and yelling at us to be happy. Come on. Prophet Pharrell is, is telling us, you know, happiness, happy, be happy. You know, uh, in the 80s, come on, there was this, don't worry, be Come on, you you know, and, and, and so if we're not careful, we will think happiness is the goal of life. Happiness is not the goal of life. Listen, 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 listen. What the goal of life is, is to produce here on this earth because we are the temple, the indwelling of what God wanted to do. And God wants us to win when everything is against us. If the goal is happiness, then we will navigate decisions based, come on, on our feelings. The world offers happiness by promoting self. Do you, whatever you think, you're, you're excited about the marriage, great. You're not excited about the marriage, great. You're excited about finance, your job, you're not excited about the job. You're, you, man, your kids are doing great. Oh, and so before we know it, we're always motivated by, come on, our self interest and here's what I'm telling you we have all been hurt when people went, went, went selfish is that true can we universally all agree that when someone began to shuck their responsibility or not stay faithful or not do and they left come on does that make sense when, when selfishness began to rule it hurt it hurt people and we all have to fight it. That's like, listen, listen, listen. Go ahead and take off the pressure. First of all, I ain't talking about you. 
I'm talking about us all because we are all created to be fleshly and we are all created, listen, to be right, the Bible says, in our own mind. To be right in our own mind. Well, how could they do that? Well, how could that happen? Well, how could this? And before we know it, we are making decisions based on what makes us happy. But here's the deal. You have to understand that God offers happiness through wholeness. God offers us happiness. Listen, I'm not going to tell you right now that God doesn't want to produce a state of joy and happiness in your life. What I am telling you is that happiness comes through wholeness, and wholeness is work. Wholeness is a little work. Come on, when we begin to manage our thoughts and manage our tongue and, and manage our supply and manage what we've been given, then the work of that on the other side of it, come on, begins us to walk in joy and we're a little less grouchy, we're a little less mean, we're a little less offended, we got a little less chip on our shoulder and because we are getting whole, come on, we're walking in joy and guess what? We begin to be happy. We begin to be happy. We believe that if you'll start on this journey to meet the Father, who is the Father? Meet Him. Accept forgiveness for your wrongs, for your moments. Come on. Anybody ever looked back five years and thought, ooh, I was really wrong in that moment? But in the moment, you were like, I am not wrong. I have been wronged. Come on. But a little experience, a little time, come on, kids, <laughs> life, people, and all of a sudden you realize, dead gummit. I gotta send a text. I gotta apologize over that one. Ooh, that was, I did not know what I know now. Come on, accept forgiveness. Realize that your life with God is not under shame, but God wants to heal you and free you and move you. Listen, you gotta find freedom. You got, listen to what I'm saying. You don't get freedom because you attend church. Because the truth of the matter is, you can be sitting here because you love the people. You can be sitting here because you love the culture. You can be sitting here because you grew up in church and you just love church. You can be sitting here because you feel comfortable in a certain number of people. There's a thousand reasons why you could be sitting here. But here's the deal. The people that become free are the people that take truth and begin to do it. Do it. Do it. And doing it, come on, is harder than hearing it. James tells, James tells us that we can be deceived thinking that because I hear it, I know it. Because I hear it, come on, I do it. And we've got to be a church, come on, of people who are doing it. We've got to find freedom. And how does God offer freedom? Have we, have we thought about that? Does God just dole out, like, freedom dust? In my life, every time I have walked into a new level of freedom, I had to walk into a new level of pain because I had to face something that I wanted to avoid. 
when I began to really walk into forgiveness with my father, I had to deal with it, and I kept busy. I never wanted to talk about it. I never wanted to deal with it. I never, come on, does that make sense? But when I slowed down and someone really gave me some attention and said, hey, you're avoiding this. See, freedom is, is work. But on the other side is joy and peace. We believe that if you'll do the work, and the Bible calls this, listen, listen, listen. The Bible calls this, this is a really nasty word. I'm going to cuss in church. The Bible calls this maturity. <laughs> and from the beginning of the church to now, Paul addressed this idea. There are some people that love the milk. And there's some people that will grow. And there's this idea that we never marginalize you because you need a bottle. But don't have this expectation that you will really thrive staying on the bottle. We want you to grow. Does this make sense? We want you to grow. We are confident of this very fact that in your life, come on, there can be a miracle regardless of your past, regardless of the transgression. We believe, come on somebody, that transformation can come to your life. And when you understand, listen to this, lean in, you're wanted, you're valuable, you're planned, you're a part, and you're welcomed into God's family, your identity becomes more clear and you begin to feel, listen to this, the expressions of God's love concerning you concerning you when we give God's presence a place in our heart healing will begin maturity will be produced and joy will be the new attitude come on does this make sense for us, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and do not lean on your own. What? So, okay, let me say that again. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and do not lean on what? Can I tell you this? You can be a leader in life. You can have a lot of opinions. Come on, opinions are like belly buttons. Everybody's got one. But the truth of the matter is, just because you have a strong opinion doesn't mean it's right. We have to disconnect the emotions of pain, the emotions of hurt, the emotions of rejection. And there are countless times that I am inundated with thoughts and wanting to, to get back or get even or, or, or justify myself or explain where I've been right. And then I have to go, what does God say? I'm going to push back that, and I'm going to find what God says about it. And what God says about it is, he is my justifier. I don't always have to fight my own battle. What God says about it is, I got two cheeks for a reason. And, and really, the truth is, we got four. So just get ready. The fact of the matter is, it, it's not always, if you go with Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, culture, and the newspaper, it is always going to feed your flesh 
I'm not saying don't be involved. I'm not saying don't be politically involved. I am saying that a culture doesn't think like wholeness. That's what I'm trying to say. For us, I want to talk about how we respond with faith. Respond with faith. When something comes against you, respond with faith. And, and what does faith mean? Faith is the substance of the things that I'm hoping for. It's the evidence. I, I don't see it yet. I don't see it yet, but I'm believing. I'm believing. I'm believing. Come on. There are two major things that I want to talk about in the next couple minutes. The first is, when we are going to respond in faith, we have got to be people who seek the Lord. we got to seek the Lord. And the second thing is this. We cannot let fear win. Fear. Fear will stop things in your life. Fear will shut things down in your life. Matthew chapter 14 Matthew chapter 14, you can turn there, you can look at it up on the screen, but I, I want to just look at this real quick. Matthew chapter 14, 28, and it says this, let's look at this, very familiar passage, but I want to read it to you. Matthew 14, 28, and Peter said to him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. Come on, I, I love the song that we just sang. I love the song we just sang. Look at this. And I didn't even talk to him about what I was talking about. Lord, if it's you, command me to come on the water. And he said, come. And so Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink, crying out, Lord, save me. And Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying to him, Oh, you of little faith, why do you doubt and then they got back in the boat, and the wind ceased. And those who were in the boat began to worship, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. I want to walk this thought out for us real quick. Church, the house has got to be known for people who seek the Lord. I don't want to be a perfect church. I'm not competing with other churches in northwest Arkansas. We're not having turf wars with Cross Church, Soco, uh, Catalyst, Grace Hills. We honor those people. We love those people. We love those pastors. Okay? But, but here's the thing. If we're going to thrive, we've got to seek the Lord. There is one creator and sustainer of life. And when you're hurt, you got to seek the Lord. Come on. When you're misunderstood, you have to seek the Lord. When you're looking for an adventure in your life, you have to seek the Lord. Peter came to Jesus and he asked him, can I come? And Jesus was like, you're unworthy. Can I have more of you? No. You really weren't the guy I was looking for. Can I come on the water? Well, let me think about it. How much tithe have you given? The answer was always come, come, come. There is more for you. There is something greater than where you're at. Come and seek me. I have, a, I have plans that you do not know. I have a place that you do not know. And there is always more for you. And until you take your last breath on this earth, there is always more for you. And you can settle for the boat or you can walk on the water. You can move where it's scary or you can stay where it's safe. Come on, somebody. 
somebody. There is more for you. The greatest conversations that we could have with Jesus, the greatest conversations we could ever have is the ones that respond in faith. Peter didn't want to stay where he was. He, he, he wanted more. He wanted to seek the Lord. And as soon as Peter stepped out of the boat, as soon as he began to walk forward and seek the Lord, his attention and his focus were attacked. I hear so many times, well, I started following the Lord. I started serving church. I started doing. I started being on a team. I started leading a life group. I started doing. And then all hell broke loose. What? Come on. You've seen enough war movies to know that the enemy is not going to let you just walk on water. <laughs> it's the, you know what I'm saying? Like the, like the enemy is just not going to let you. Walk and go as far as you want to go without some adversity, without some challenging. Because what he wants you to do is he wants you to blame Jesus for getting you out of the boat. He wants you to blame the people who were in the boat with you that they should have known that sinking was possible. Does that make sense? There is this idea that if I get you out where you're unstable and you fall. You may never listen again when Jesus says come. You may never again, hey, come. No, I remember the last time. I'm still wringing out my clothes. I ain't coming again. That was too hard. That was too painful. That was a very scary moment. I mean, you just don't even know what it was like. I mean, you were on top of the water, but I was like digesting water. Very scary, very, I mean, like, you just don't even know. Come on. Listen. Once he began to walk, he began to look, on, look at what was going on around him instead of looking to who he was going to. Look at all what's happening. Look at what's all going around. Come on, in this world will fight to capture your attention. Seek the Lord. Men, seek the Lord. Don't run to other ways of coping. Seek the Lord. I can tell you, sin feels great. But it really won't make you happy. Come on, if an affair and drugs and, 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 and all of these things weren't exciting, people would not do them. But the truth of the matter is they are a deception to steal, come on, your focus because the enemy wants you to doubt that God is really working in your life. Don't sacrifice your character and integrity for happiness. Come on, men. Get out of the boat. Seek the Lord. Respond with faith. Women, come on, listen. It's easy for moods to produce toxic moments. And all of a sudden, we just begin to change our mood. And, and, and now the, the house and, and the car. And, and before we know it, come on. What are we seeking? What are we seeking? It's easy to speak hard words because of the intensity of the waves. It's easy to feel misunderstood and overlooked. But you're going to have to seek, come on, the Lord. Young person, can I tell you, it's very easy 
for you to get to the place, y'all look at me, to get to the place where you just come to church because of this demand versus desire. And we look for affection and love and all of these things in all the wrong places. And so we think if I'll text a picture of myself to somebody, it'll, it'll, it'll be a little bit better. If I'll, if, I'll, if I'll say yes to this crowd, then maybe it'll be a little bit better. Come on, somebody. And what I'm telling you is, it won't. It won't. It won't. A self-led life brings pain. All Peter wanted to do was be with Jesus. And Peter found out real quick, if you're going to go where Jesus is, it's going to require you, come on, listen to this, to overcome. Many of you young believers in our place, you can look at Abel and Candace, Joel and Melinda, Hal and Shauna, even Katie and I, and you can look at all these people and, and the leaders, uh, uh, Dawn and Mike, you can look at these and go, you know, oh, well, I can't wait to get there. Can I tell you what their cost? Come on, somebody, is this true? Does their cost? Danelle and Eric, does their cost? I mean, just like, 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 come on, we, we, we're not here because we heard four good sermons. Come on, somebody that aren't really that good anyway. You know what I'm saying? The, 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 the fact of the matter is there's been some staying when we wanted to leave. And let me just tell you this. Come on. The enemy is always going to attack your calling. Here is the calling. Here is the calling. Come out of the boat. Come with me. I got something I want to show you. And the winds are going to start. Come on, you start leading a life group, and all of a sudden, your family hates you. They think you're too involved. They think you're all like, oh, my God. Winds are everywhere. The last thing that I want to say is don't let the, the fear win. Don't let fear win. Respond in faith. Jesus said, why are you afraid? And you know what? It wasn't chastisement. It was a question. Why are you afraid? What are you afraid, come on, of? You know, fear is no joke. In both verses today, we read about fear. I will not fear. And then Peter was afraid. Fear isn't polite. It's heavy. It's abrasive. It causes you to believe the worst is going to happen. Fear steals brighter days. Peter is walking on the water. Peter is winning. Peter is leaving the boat and moving toward Jesus. But fear, come on, starts to threaten his calling. Well, what am I doing? Well, why didn't I just stay in the boat? Well, did Jesus really say come? Is it possible for me to even do this? Well, I'm not Jesus, obviously. Here's what I'm telling you. Respond in faith. Doors are about to open for you. Your marriage can be mighty. Come on. Your, your household, your finance, your parenting. God can move. He didn't start you on this for you to fail. He didn't start you on this for you to fall away. Here's what Philippians 1, 6 says. For I am sure of this. Come on, listen to this. He who began a good work in you will bring it to completion to the day of Jesus Christ. 
You're on a process. You're on a journey. And there's been countless times in my life that I didn't like where I was at. Is that fair? Or is that too raw? You ain't the only one that's thought about leaving. We all have to fight in order to keep walking through the calling. Walking through the calling. Well, I see this and I see this and I'm concerned about that. I'm concerned about them. I'm concerned about that. I'm concerned about this. But I got to, come on, does that make, come on, help me somebody. But fear, fear will stop what God is doing in your life. Jesus wasn't angry with Peter. He was maturing, Peter. God isn't waiting for you to mess up. He's waiting to save you. Come on. Don't fear the wind. Sinking is a byproduct of moving. Sometimes you just have sinking moments. Well, I thought we were going to get married and we were going to live in marital bliss. There was never going to be a crossword. I was never going to think these thoughts, I hate you. I just must have married the wrong person. <laughs> you on the water. You know what I'm saying? Like you on the water. The waves are coming. I'm just telling, just come on, help me. You're on the water. Don't fear Jesus' response to you when you're sinking. You are loved, you are wanted, you are helped. You are not alone. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear how this message impacted you. Feel free to let us know on the Contact Us tab of the house website. We hope you have a great week.